0: Boom, we're going welcome to another consults over coffee I'm dr. Michael Jones I'm here with Rob Schiele. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about self care and uh, you've had an interesting path i have I've had three years
1: that I don't uh, I think would have uh, taken somebody else down but it was I've came through it and it's been i'm a a much healthier person uh, despite having uh, some serious illnesses, which I was not expecting.
0: Yeah, well, that's because that's how you and I met. You, you. Exactly, yeah, so I, it was at, uh,
1: October, November of 2015, I had my first bout of ulcerative colitis and not having any idea what it was, uh, I didn't know if I could get better on your own or you figure out like, okay, at some point, I've, I've crossed the threshold of this isn't getting better and that's, that's how the two of us met. And the, the cure was high, high amounts of steroids to get the inflammation, the intestinal inflammation down. Uh, but the one thing that, the side, some side effects of steroids are minimal, but the main one is it can make you a type two diabetic if you're on it long enough. You just hope that everything clears up before that kicks in, and in my case, it didn't happen that way. And sometime in the middle of treatment, I woke up and had no energy. And I remember my yard takes 45 minutes to mow, and it took over two and a half hours because I didn't have the strength to start the mower. I had to have the neighbor come and start it. And I knew that that the steroids were not, that seemed to be a bad side effect. But, uh, so the next day I called you and said, hey, something's wrong, and you asked me to come in for a blood test. And everything was fine, except for my blood sugars were seven times what the normal amount was, and uh, uh, I did not. Fortunately, it wasn't bad enough to go to the hospital, but I was teetering on the brink of it. But the side effect of the steroid use made me a type two diabetic. So once I got diagnosed, uh, that same the day that I got uh, that we got our my blood work back. Uh, I had to learn how to shoot insulin. Yeah. And,
0: and I think just for, for the folks that, that are listening to this, who, who aren't as familiar with, I mean, prednisone and corticosteroids are, are commonly used to treat a lot of inflammatory things. A lot of people yeah. have probably taken them for poison ivy, you know, or maybe for a gout, of asthma, gout. Um, and, and, and they're great medications in the short term.
1: I would take it again tomorrow because I know that that treats what it is. But it isn't, no one should be fearful of taking them, but you should be well aware that if you have taken them for months on end at a high, high dose, there can be some complications.
0: It was, it, it was, I remember, it was hard to get things under control. And, and I, I tell people, I mean, there is no bigger double-edged sword than prednisone. Yeah. I mean, it's great when you need it but it does should, work and, and it, get the heck off as soon as you can. Because. Yeah. I
1: mean, once, once we got to a point where it was, it was acceptable to start weaning. Cause at that point you have, you can't stop it. it like, it's not like you can like today, I'm just not going to take it. The weaning process was eight weeks. So it was, so even though I'd been on it for three months or four months, I still knew there was two months of just getting my body used to not having it in there. So, uh, and, and then in doing so, uh, I, I had to also manage diabetes.
0: Yeah, so the good news was your ulcerative colitis was, was under control. <laughs> the bad news was... Is bad news <laughs> is, guess what? <laughs> you, were, you had insulin requiring type 2 diabetes as so, a result of all of that. And
1: not having any idea what that... Like, if you're not type 2 diabetic, you don't have any idea what what it comes with. And the, one that, the, the first thing, the, the thing that was the tip-off was, like I said, with... Trying to mow the grass or with no exaggeration, like I would do the dishes,' just basic dishwashing and have to sit down for a half hour and at that point you just know something's wrong, but the incredible amount of lethargy and then where they always they always talk about being so thirsty. And I remember that the day that I got diagnosed, I woke up as I normally would find, had breakfast, and I had I'd freshly opened a uh, half gallon of ruby red grapefruit juice. I drank the entire half gallon, and it was, it was like I drank nothing. Then I drank 32 ounces of sweet tea, which the irony in it, I'm pouring more sugar, it's like pouring gasoline on a fire, so I'm only making it worse. <laughs> so once I, once I got diagnosed, it uh, immediately had to go on insulin, but it was with the hope that, that we'll get it under control, and through, a ma- through an incredible lifestyle change, you will be a diabetic no matter what, but you don't have to do all the diabetic treatments if you adjust your lifestyle. And if, you don't, if you've never done that, you have no idea what that means. And uh, my f- it wasn't necessarily a fear of what I had to give up, but it was just a fear of the unknown. If there was a possibility of not having to take medicine, every day or if there was a way that i could regulate it by making some basic changes or even in some cases if it was a substantial change and i remember i met my once i met my my uh endocrinologist we were trying to figure out like like okay what can and can't i have and then what do i have to be on and she asked me like what my normal eating habits were and i told her she goes, you need to immediately stop drinking regular soda. And she goes, I want, she goes, I can't force you to drink water, but I would strongly recommend it. But she goes, you can have anything that is diet, zero, or water. And there's a ton of stuff.
0: Absolutely.
1: And, uh, and she said, uh, no ice cream, no candy. Um, try and limit your bread. Um, what else was cut out? Anything that has refined sugar. So no no cereal, no um, no ham- like hamburgers to a limit um, pizza to a limit try and avoid pasta try and no french fries uh, but the big one was basically soda anything that oh, has refined sugar in it. Yeah. and she said if you cut and I had never I was 43 at the time I think I'd never drank a diet soda in my life like other than like okay I, this is here I have to drink this but right. not having any clue and she said uh, she said you will you will hate it at first but your taste buds will adjust within 2 weeks and i was like this is this is crazy like i thought i thought she was out of her mind but i was such a fiend it was about midnight 2 days later and i had no idea what any diet soda tasted like so i went to sheets and i looked at the soda aisle and there's diet dr pepper Diet Coke, Diet Sprite, Diet Mountain Dew, Diet this. There's 15 different choices. At 1230 at night, I bought all of them. Like, just pulled them all out, and I show up at the counter, and I put them on. And I know the woman who checked me out was just disgusted because she probably thought I didn't have enough money to pay. Like, why would some idiot buy every different diet soda in the whole building? And now she's got to put them away. And I just said, I said, ring them up. And she looked at me, and I said, look, I don't know what they taste like, but I have to find out. And she still was kind of confused, so I took 12 different brands home and tested them out and then had to report to my endocrinologist of, like, okay, which one tastes the closest to, like, yeah. real, like, Diet Mountain Dew tastes exactly like Mountain well, Dew, but it's I, terrible.
0: But I think, I mean, this is, this is the thing that impressed me with your story, and I think that's, that's really compelling, and, and I want people to understand, it. it's like, you took it upon yourself to do the heavy lifting
1: i was i did not want to be on if for anybody who's never had to give themselves a shot it's a very it's not painful but it is very mentally compromising to be forced into doing something that you didn't expect to do and then to stand there with like your hand like bunching up your skin going i've got to do this and to get over there's a A fear of breaking the needle off in you there's a fear of like could i give myself too much and some of it is psychosomatic but the idea that like if i do a few things i don't have to do this the rest of my life so the idea of adjusting my diet and, and she cut my um carbohydrate intake to 165 which most people eat well over comfortably like normal people healthy people can eat over 300 unhealthy grams pe- of
0: yeah. yeah so
1: you look on the back of a uh, back of anything and it'll say total carbohydrates and it might be like a granola bar might be 30 uh, regular slice of white breads 15 to 20 So that's just for that piece of bread or, or a regular hamburger rolls 24 but a coke a regular coke is like 60 yeah. and she's like, you can have whatever you want but you only get 165 through the day. So if you wanna have three Cokes, that's your entire thing that you can't have anything else that day. So then you start going, okay, well, chicken, fish, eggs have zero. So I can eat as much chicken as I want and fill up and it doesn't count against me. I can eat as much fruit and vegetables as I want. Some fruits have a little bit, like no tropical fruit, but strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, apples, very, very low. So you can eat a whole bag of oranges and it might be 30 carbs, and then have a steak dinner, but the potato might be 50. So once I started reading the back of everything, you go, I love, I love Cocoa Pebbles, but a a bowl of Cocoa Pebbles is like, that's all I can have today. And she's like, you can have it, but that's all you can have. So again, like I said, my my limit is 165. Most healthy people, healthy eaters eat probably 300. Most Americans probably eat 600. But the, and it's with that, she's like, don't count calories, don't count fat, just count carbohydrates. That's all you need to count. And I lost, inside of six months, I lost 65 pounds. And I was not morbidly obese to begin with, but you lose that weight. And then she said, I want you to start exercising. So I started running every day and I ran somewhere between three and six miles, five to six days a week
0: which is which is a pretty chunky sketch.
1: which is a lot, but the other thing that, that came with it was there was there's a when that's all you're doing for an hour and you're just listening to music and you're and, you, and I, I mean I'm not trying to run a marathon or anything, but for forty five minutes or an hour there's nothing else that I have to do like i'm just I'm just going down the road I'm listening to whatever I want to listen to, and there becomes somewhat mentally helpful like there's a piece that comes over that you go okay I don't have to think about work I don't have to think about uh, money I don't have to worry about what's on tv I don't have to think about the news I just have to go and I can go as fast or slow as I want and I get to listen to whatever I have so for 45 minutes whether it's meditation or just to be able to check out and then knowing that I'm doing this other thing that that is cleaning basically cleaning my blood is what I was trying to do so to go from the A1C levels that I had, which a normal A1C is five, five and a half, six-ish. Yeah. Mine was 11 and a half when I was diagnosed, <laughs> which is heroically high. And, and within, she's like, look, if you do this within three months, she goes, I guarantee within three months, you'll come back at seven and six months, Three months after that, right? Because you'll the A1, be normal. A
0: one C is a measure of like long. Mine went from
1: like eleven and a half to like seven two, and she was thrilled, and I was bummed that it was still high. And she's like, that's, "Trust me, you're going to be okay."
0: But that's the same. That's the same personality that got you to read labels, educate yourself, Absolutely. start to exercise regularly, and and fix your. So problems. then
1: yeah. So then you then you sort of realize like oh this is once you have some sense of progress that. Like, oh, I can do this. And I'm, again, like I said, I'm not trying to like, I'm, I didn't, I wasn't like trying to go, I'm gonna run 12 miles today. I just needed something that was comfortable that I knew I had to do. And uh, so running is what I picked. And, uh, but you could bike, you could swim, whatever. You could walk. You could walk. You any, any type walk. of physical activity yeah. that keeps you moving. And, uh, and then like almost everything she said came true. So like six months later, I was at like just over five and she's like, she looked at me and goes, I can't believe you did it. And I said, what do you mean? And she goes, I see a lot of patients. And she goes, a lot of people, once they find out they're diabetic and you take insulin or you take insulin in tablets, that gives them free ride to go, I'm going to have ice cream. I'm going to have chips. They just take a little more insulin. They just yeah, go, look, just I'll balance this out. And I didn't want to be. I lived in such fear for the first 18 months that if I ate a spoon of ice cream, it would put me in the hospital. And even three years later, I don't have that fear anymore, but I do have that concern. So that like, I don't think I'm gonna fall off the wagon like an alcoholic or anything, but I am still very conscious of like, okay, if I have ice cream, I, can, I have a small bowl of it. And she said, anything you want, just within moderation. So the only argument that we have that she just finds despicable is uh, donuts. She's like, I'd rather you have ice cream than donuts. And I was like, why? And she goes, because donuts, uh, donuts have nothing good in them. But ice cream at least has milk, fat, some things that are at least you kind of need. Donuts don't have anything you need.
0: <laughs> there's an egg in a donut, I think. So <laughs> <laughs> there maybe there's <laughs> Something. My my father always used to say to me, moderation in all things, including moderation, which was like, you know what, once in a while. So, so
1: as I've argued with uh, Dr. Sally, is uh, if I had, I I remember going in and I said, she goes, she'll go through my, I, I still to this day, after three years, keep a record of everything I eat every day and the carbohydrate count. Now, I'm not as, I still try and stay around 165, but if I go to 180, I know it's not terrible. So like if you have, like sometimes you just need a burger and fries and you go, okay, I've had that. I'm not skipping lunch or like like lunch is the hardest meal. Like breakfast is really easy to regulate and dinner is really easy to regulate. Lunch, because most lunches are sandwiches or soups and stuff and it's not necessarily you eating a ton of sugar, but bread is made out of sugar. Lunch meat mm. tends to have sugar in it. So you can, though a sub can be healthy, it might be 75 or 80. It could be over half of what your daily... Your my enjoy. daily carbohydrate. But if you don't care about that and you go, I got to have a sub, like there's tons of protein bars out there that are five five carbs, and it'll just tide you over. So if you have to have the sub, you go, i just going to a cup of coffee and a protein bar. That'll get me through lunch, and then I can enjoy the sub. But you can't have can't have french toast and waffles and and chocolate milk in the morning a sub for lunch and then uh, pasta or some crazy di- like you, you you can pick you can basically have one of the three but you can't have all three right. and then when you're done you can't eat Oreos you can't have chi- you can have chips but like I mean when I eat chips on the back of the serving size where it'll say so most most servings of potato chips are around 18 to 22 carbs and it goes 24 chips or 15 chips I will count them out of the bag and then just roll the bag up and clip it like that's there's just no I can't do it any other way because I don't want to I don't want to shoot insulin and I don't want to take insulin tablets and I've got it to the point it took like six months to sort of adjust now it's just what you do so so I can go like if I want to sub for lunch I can do that if I want to have French toast for breakfast, I can do that. But I'll I, I will balance like it ag- I will balance it against yeah. the, so so like there's tons of good protein bars that will fill you up that you don't feel like you're cheated or like like there's no emptiness. Uh, tea and coffee are great that they'll fill you up or just plain water. Like I've gotten now after two or three years of this, like I can drink like 32 to 64 ounces of water and it will fill you up and it does a whole bunch of good in itself. But it was. Uh, I just didn't want to be a statistic. And I well, think that there's, there's so many people that in talking to, to Dr. Sally that, that the magic bullet is I'll just take more insulin or, oh, I'll just, look, it's just another pill I got to take. Give me another pill. Right. And I just, I don't want to be that person. And, and if there's any way to do it, at some point.
0: The number of people who do what you do are few and far, they're few and far between and it's mind-boggling to me, because with the cost of healthcare, the cost of medications, the known complications of diabetes, and the medications you take for diabetes, it it just it just I'm amazed. There's not
1: based on the way Americans eat, I'm amazed that there's not more people that are. I mean, I would assume that there's probably a huge amount that are right on the borderline that have just never been checked
0: there, there's there, i mean and you know like i bet like keto- 30%
1: of americans are probably borderline diabetic if not undiagnosed diabetics
0: oh, type 2 diabetes obesity i mean the fatty one thing liver disease i mean this is just it's rampant in the united states and the thing is is that it's for most people i mean you were you were you were in the wrong place at the wrong time in that the yeah, I just, that you had to Yeah, take I hit double, I hit
1: I spun the roulette wheel and
0: and green came up. Right. Like it's that but, that that obtuse. But but it, it you know, you these are fixable problems and for many people they're self-induced problems. Yeah, that you know what, they're sedentary, they're obese, they eat a lot of high
1: processed sugar, foods. High,
0: right, that suddenly that induces insulin resistance. You know, so It's a problem that's brought on by behavior for many people. That's... Yeah.
1: I mean, the one thing that I noticed is once I had to go to the grocery store for, like, the first couple days afterwards, because you start going, I don't know how much of this food in my fridge I can eat. So it was like, all right, I know pickles are fine. I know all the fruit's fine. I know the lunch meat's okay. But then it was like, how much of this do I got to throw out? And then when I went to the grocery store the first time, knowing what my, like, I had to read every box. Like, like okay, I know I can't have chips. I know I can't have this. And, and it wasn't, like, I'm not, I wasn't fearful of buying stuff that was healthy. But the thing that I noticed was as you start picking stuff up and putting in the cart and you're making different choices, you start walking by other people and their carts are loaded with garbage, like bags of chips, bags of cookies, Stuff that's, like, literally, like, whatever you can reach into a bag and pull out, and you go, man, was I that person? And you go, I don't want to be like that anymore. Like, not that, look, potato chips are delicious. Cookies are fantastic. That's why they make them. But, like, you have to, you have to at some point have a governor on
0: yourself. It's about portion control. Yeah, like, you
1: can have two or three Oreos, but you can't eat a sleeve.
0: Right, the single-serving box. Yeah, no, and, and, and that's so that's the
1: one thing. Even to this day, like, it, 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 like I said, three a little over three years into this, is uh, uh, it's not as it's not as up But I will still walk by people, and like even in like the frozen food section of like people heaving microwave meals, and then you like look in their cart, and it's it's just it's just easy convenience. So I mean, throughout this, like, like I w- I'm, I'm a I became a better cook which was kind of, I mean, I wouldn't consider it a hobby, but, I, like, I don't have to cook to survive. I can cook for taste and enjoyment. It's like, okay, it's not really that tough, and I know I'm not going to throw anything away. So it was like, okay, like, I don't have to buy certain things. I can buy the healthy part of it and then combine it myself and leave out all the filler. And you go, okay, if I make a pot of soup, like, it's not going to have, like, there's no sugar in the recipe, so I don't need that, so I don't need to, pro- I don't, it doesn't have to be processed, so I can leave some of the sodium out of it. I'll just put in what I need to make it taste good, or, or like, you make a pot of chili that lasts a week. It's got beans in it. If you can buy lean ground beef, you can drain the grease out of it. You can make it uh, with some very simple uh, adjustments, or, or like, once you get in a groove, it's a lot easier. But to sort of rethink your brain, I mean, like I said, the doctor said it uh, two weeks to change your taste buds on anything, and I would have I would have bet my house that she was a liar dead on. Like almost exactly two weeks you go, <laughs> this tastes just like it's supposed to. Exactly. And, right. and now, after being out of it so long, like, I know if I drank a regular Coke, it's not going to kill me. But I've retrained my taste buds to where if I drink a regular Coke, it is ungodly sweet. Oh, like, it's ridiculous. Like it it's is amazing. Stunningly it's stunningly... It's
0: dessert. It is.
1: It's worse than that. Like, chocolate's dessert.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: a chocolate bar is not bad, but a regular Coke, like even probably the equivalent of, like, two shots of Coke is It almost tastes just like syrup. It doesn't well, taste like a it, drink anymore. It's
0: interesting to me in Europe. If you if you sit down, if you go to a restaurant in Europe, sit down and you go what like a Coke, they bring you a small bottle. Yeah, like eight Coke. ounces or something. Right. If you come, in, we're in the land of a sixty-four ounce Coke.
1: Yeah, you can't with with it, yeah. with, with, with refills. <laughs>
0: with, right, with free refills, all you can drink, and and it's like it's like turning it's like human veal. Right. I mean that's that's what, it, and it's all engineered so people will eat more. Yeah. And consume more, and the problem is, is that the things that are, are designed to taste good, that we crave, that we are, we're designed to to want. These things are exploited, basically, to make you buy and eat more. Yeah, and and then as there result, is also, I mean,
1: I will say one one thing is, it's it's extremely like, look, fast food exists for a reason. It is unbelievably convenient to get a Big Mac and fries, and you eat it, and it's it's. Every like every childhood memory comes running back to you. It's great. Now, the upside or the downside of it is sometimes when you eat it, you're like you get through it and it feels like you ate a brick, and you go, "This is was a bad." Like it was great going in, and now it's now I'm now I feel like I gained twenty pounds. It's
0: the fast food hangover.
1: So you're 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 out on that. But I mean, you as as adjusting it like, I mean I I was probably eating fast food certainly twice a week but out a convenience you go look mcdonald's is there if i go get a burger uh it's a dollar it's cheap it's convenient and i'm done like you eat one burger and you're done for the day
0: and that's a big problem Is that and
1: that's the bigger thing is they like it, the convenience of it as americans it is it is certainly much easier to go through a drive through than go home and cook it even though like if you cook right. a burger it's going to be better at, i mean it's not gonna taste like mcdonald's but it's going to be good. and and, and theoretically, it's going to be certainly better meat for you. Like, and if you dig around enough online, there are chefs that went, look, if you like McDo- Big Mac sauce, here's the recipe for Big Mac sauce. So, like, you can figure out how to make it as close as you can and cut out a massive amount of sugar and cut out
0: a massive amount of filler that you just don't need in your life. Well, and that's the thing. You kind of talk about the convenience of fast food, but there's also now... There are there. The internet gives you a lot of convenience to do the right thing with your diet sure. and kind of get those shortcuts without all the bad stuff. And and did you ever use there are tons of apps now about like what's in foods you buy on the shelves or calorie counting or carbohydrate there tracking. Would, did you do any of that?
1: I didn't have the app, but what what you can do is if you just into your uh, into your regular phone, if you just say, uh, I would say how many carbohydrates in one Dunkin' Donut, or how many carbohydrates in a Big Mac, like just to find it immediately, or how many carbohydrates in uh, Popeye's chicken, and then knowing that like, okay, that's going to be my meal, okay, the chicken, this chicken sandwich is going to be like 65, and you go, how many carbohydrates in a small McDonald's fry, you know, that's 55 or something around there, and you go, okay, this I can have this meal, but this is going to be it. So there were certain things that, like, if it wasn't on, a, like, if you weren't in the grocery store and it was on a box that you could, that you could look at. There's, I would just, I would just ask Google and just say.
0: So at this point, you're you're off all your diabetes medications?
1: Yes, I do not have. I, the only thing I do, I test just to keep a baseline. We test every other night. But in
0: reality, I mean, you at this point, as long as you keep doing what you're doing and you don't start taking veterinary doses of prednisone again you you should be all right yeah Yeah, you
1: always be a type two diabetic it is up to you to not reopen the door and that's that's what i i've i've made that choice to not do that and to try and do it without any without any medication is is what my life's goal is
0: well i just you know I, i think your story is just it's it's so empowering for people it's just a, I really appreciate you taking the time. To it's share not, this. I, mean, I, I
1: you know. hindsight being 2020, 20, like it wasn't. You just have to sort of go, okay, this is what I'm going to do. But in looking in retrospect, it is not as daunting a change as I was expecting it to be. Part of it's retraining your brain to like, like, okay, this is this is what, this is what it's going to be now.
0: Well, and big and it's picture, okay. big picture, giving up a coke. It's a whole lot easier than going on dialysis because that your kidneys. Oh yeah. So, well, thanks for sharing this story.
1: Of course. Yeah. So, if, if it helps anybody and it gives them like, it, it's not as difficult a path as it as it may seem and it, it's for your own betterment. It really, really is. And, and I wouldn't have believed it had I not been thrust into the situation, but I don't, where I'm, I'm healthier now at 46 than I probably was even when I was in high school, which is crazy to think.
0: But, put life hands you lemons make lemonade so well that's another consults over coffee i'm dr michael jones and that was rob shealy and what a great story